calling all podcasters, musicians, vloggers, and reporters, and everyone else who wants crystal clear recording that's super portable. The Shure Motive family of microphones makes studio quality audio that's as simple as plug and play. Many of the world's top podcasters rely on Shure, and with a Motive line of iOS and USB microphones, portability is now your friend. Imagine being able to get great audio quickly and easily from your phone, tablet, or computer. Simply visit Shure.com slash Motive to start getting great audio for your content now. That's S-H-U-R-E dot com forward slash M-O-T-I-V. Blog Talk Radio. Dr. Ray, I'm the chiropractor and the host that you are here with tonight on the Hot Corner on our brand new nights of Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. And uh, I'm here tonight with my very esteemed uh, co-host, the the international man of mystery, the commissioner of ISPS of International Slow Pitch Softball, Mr. Manuel T. Ferrero III. Manny, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, Dr. Ray. How are you, man? Oh, man, I'm doing great. I'm actually, man, just finishing up a very busy day. I'm still writing notes and doing everything kind of all at the same time. Um, But, my man, I'm glad to be here talking with you. And, boy, do we have a lot to talk about tonight on the show. Uh, Wow. Well, I think think I'm I'm sorry to interrupt, Dr. Ray, but I think we should uh, start off with – Talking about your new night on on uh, on ISPS Radio on Block Talk Radio Wednesday nights now instead of uh, Thursday nights. Why don't we tell our listeners a little bit about that? Yes, sir. Well, um, you know everything happens uh, when it has to happen. Um, you know the the Thursday night show was awesome, um, but I was actually lucky enough to get selected to be part of a class that's taking place on Thursday nights from uh, 5.30 to 8.30 and from now until about Christmas. So instead of canceling the show, um, what we decided was let's go ahead and let's move the show to a night a little bit earlier and uh, let's go ahead and keep the same time. You know, 7 o'clock is a great time. People are getting home from work, unwinding, you know, probably eating dinner, whatever the case is. Great time to pick up uh, the phone, turn on the Internet, and just put on the hot corner and listen to what's been happening in sports and fantasy football and, of course, always getting a nice health tip in there as well, too. So because I was, you know, um, lucky enough to become part of that class, we had to move the show on the necessity. Um, and so now we're going to be uh, transmitting the show Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. instead. Uh, so everybody put it down in the calendars. It's no longer Thursdays at 7. It's now Wednesdays at 7. Um, so that's the reason that we moved the show here. So, um, you know, just happy to happy to still have the opportunity and be able to still be out here, you know, working on the on the show here with you, Manny, and still getting information to people and still working on all these different things with you. So, 
I'm very excited about it still, and um, again, just blessed for the opportunity, man. So very happy about it. Um, well, how, no, do you feel no, about I, how do you feel about the new night? I think it's great. I actually think it's going to work out better um, for the format, especially now during NFL season when uh, we have those Thursday night games, um, especially with the fantasy football and, and our in our league and stuff like that. Um, it's going to be great to talk about even Thursday night's games and, and have enough time to uh, make some changes if you have to or whatever. I think it's going to be great Wednesday nights uh, on Block Talk Radio. I couldn't agree anymore, and I'm definitely excited about it as well, too. Um, I think it's going to be a great thing. And, you know, it's a good thing, too, because it gives us opportunity to uh, talk a little bit about, you know, what's going on on Wednesday night as opposed to, as you mentioned, right before Thursday, right before we get into those games. Um, you know, we can talk about maybe some last-minute pickups. I know the waiver's already clear uh, by this time, but maybe somebody, you know, didn't get out there and didn't pick up the people that they needed to or whatever the case is. And if that's the case, man, we're going to try to get you all that, the hottest waiver wire pickups and those kinds of things. So we're going to go through a little bit later on, and I'm actually going to give you my top three waiver wire pickups um, for the week. And if those guys are still out there, you want to go ahead and try to grab them. Um, and if they're still out there, chances are you're probably in like a six-man league or whatever the case is. But regardless, we're still going to try to get you the info that you need in order to get that stuff taken care of. Um, so, Manny, with that being said, man, tell me about the league. What happened this week with the league? How'd your team do? No. I don't even want to talk about it, Dr. Ray, man. Um, <laughs> man, I I, <laughs> I was doing so good. I started off 3-0, and and now I'm down to 3-2, uh, and man. I believe I'm like in – I believe I'm tied for second place right now. Um, okay. But, man, what a, what a drastic turn of events for me, man. I was up by, uh, up by 15 on Sunday night. And but my opponent, Shelly's team, shout out to Shelly in, in New Jersey. I'm pretty sure he's listening in. Um, he had three players. Well, no, no, he had two players. I believe he had um, who's the running back for Seattle, uh, the Skittles guy, Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch. He had Marshawn Lynch. He had. Uh, Seattle's defense, um, and he only needed 15 points. And I believe he also had uh, Russell Wilson, if I'm not mistaken, dude. So, you know, Russell Wilson, Marshawn Lynch, and Seattle defense, and all you need is 15 points to win. I think, I think, uh, I think Shelly got that man. He took it. He took it home, man. And I'm I'm down to three and two now. Yep, I got you. Well, I tell you what. I uh oh, man, it's been it's been a rough one. I uh also went ahead and dropped the game this week. Um you know, I can't get my quarterbacks right. Every single time that I put in Jay Cutler, you know, it, he just bombs the game and Ben Roethlisberger has a great game. Every time I put in Ben Roethlisberger versus Jacksonville Jaguars, he bombs and Jay Cutler scores many more points. So I mean, at this point, I'm just picking all the wrong, just all the wrong matchups at this point, you know. And it's it's getting. This is the frustrating part about having a 10-team league because there's so much talent um, out there, you know. So 
for example, this week I lost 114 to 152. Bortle Combat, who's currently in first place, um, he had a monster week. Um, he had Andrew Luck with 22, Julio Jones with 23, Forte with 20, Julius Thomas with 14, and everybody else was pretty much, you know, at least 10 points there. So he had a couple guys that played really well. Buffalo's D got him 14 points, so, you know, that was really good. Um, you know, I had Roethlisberger, who had 14 points. Um, and then, of course, I had Jay Cutler on the bench who had 25, so that could have given me another 11 points there. Um, I ended up with Roddy White starting, and he only got me four points. Um, Wes Welker would have been able to get me at least 13 there, so that's a big difference. And then even Jordan Cameron at the tight end position got me six points only. And, of course, I had Owen Daniels on the bench who would have doubled that with 12. So, you know, right now at this point, I'm just it seems like I'm not doing a good job um, managing the, the matchups here. And, uh, you know, that's unfortunate because I could have had a much better week than I really did. And, uh, you know, that's something that I would like to continue to do is work on actually getting my matchups down. I haven't really been able to devote the time that I've wanted to because of how busy I've been, but, you know, that's no excuse. It's, it's important, um, you know, especially since we got this, this whole little, uh, we got the whole little uh, rivalry going now with ISPS and everything like that. So, you know, it's definitely something that I would like to see improve for sure. Uh, me picking better matchups there. So that's going to be my goal this week is to try to get all my matchups right here. So, Manny, why don't we talk and why don't you see if you can help me uh, put these matchups in and then we'll go through your, go through yours and then we'll see, you know, who's going to be the better matchup there. That's um, fine with so me, Dr. Start. Ray. Um, who are you right, going? Uh... Well, I've got, I've got a decision here. I've got Jake Cutler versus Atlanta, and I've got Ben Roethlisberger versus Cleveland. So, to this date, Roethlisberger has been outscored by Jay Cutler by about almost 30 points, um, which is, you know, about one really good game, or up to this point, now that we're going into week six, you know, it's about five points a week extra that he's scoring here. So, Jay Cutler's got a little bit tougher of a matchup going against Atlanta, but the way I look at it is that that could be a very high-scoring matchup because Atlanta's going to put up points against a, a pretty bad Chicago defense, and Jay Cutler's going to have to be throwing the ball all game to try to keep him up. Um, on the flip side of that, we've got Ben Roethlisberger, who has a pretty good matchup against Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland's secondary hasn't been great, but I feel like, you know, those defenses might, might play each other. That's a big rivalry game. It's away. It's at Cleveland. So I think that I'm going to actually stick with Jay Cutler and go with the kind of high-flying matchup here that I think may be a little bit better. What do you think about that? Yeah, I was going to tell you the same, man. And um, I don't know, Cleveland, after uh, last week's game, they're looking kind of looking kind of good out there. So I, w- I would stay. I would stay with Jay Cutler against Atlanta. Atlanta, they're kind of looking kind of flimsy to me. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to have to do there now. Wide receivers, I'm in a little bit of a plight because any of these guys can have a great game. Uh, Jordy Nelson, Roddy White, and Emmanuel Sanders are in my lineup right now. But on the bench, I also have Kelvin Benjamin, who can catch a touchdown almost every game, but he's playing against Cincinnati. And Cincinnati just got embarrassed by New England, and I think that defense is going to have something to prove. So that being said, I think I'm going to leave Kelvin Benjamin on the bench there, even though I know that he's got a lot of upside and he's actually scored more points than Roddy White up to this point. Um, 
Wes Welker is also on the bench. He's got a pretty good matchup against the New York Jets. That's something that I may want to try to exploit there, but I also have Emmanuel Sanders in the starting lineup. And I think right now Emmanuel Sanders is a little bit more explosive. Um, he's got a little bit better of a rapport with Peyton Manning um, since he's been there, you know, for a few more games this, this year. Um, so I think I'm going to stick with Emmanuel Sanders and Roddy White. And then good old Jordy Nelson is coming down to Miami. Um, and I'm actually going to be at the game this weekend, so I want to see I want to see Jordy Nelson catch a couple touchdowns versus Miami, and then I want to watch Miami go ahead and just wipe the floor with the Packers. Wow, <clears throat> um, I, I'm not I'm not so sure on Wes Walker, man. Wes Walker, he's uh he's uh, injury prone. Is this his first week back or or the second week back already? Uh, second week back. This is going to be his third week back now, actually. Yeah. I don't know, man. I would, um, yeah, I would go with Emmanuel Sanders on that one, man, with Peyton. Um, no, but the rest of your team looks pretty good, Dr. Ray. But what about your, what about your opponent? Who are you? Oh, you're going up against the bus drivers. I'm going against the bus drivers. I'm going against my buddy, Tony. Uh, Tony, it looks like he hasn't set his lineup yet because he's got um, an empty running back position. Now, I like his receivers. Um, Matt Stafford and Golden Tate should be a good connection this week because Calvin Johnson is going to be out. So I'm expecting Golden Tate to get a lot of of looks there. Antonio Brown is a beast. Um, Him and Roethlisberger are just, you know, going at it. Now, one thing that I kind of – that I kind of like to do sometimes is to actually play the quarterback against the, the other team's best wide receiver. So, in my opinion, Antonio Brown is his best wide receiver. If I were to play Jay Cut or not Jay Cutler, but Ben Roethlisberger, that would kind of limit any crazy day that Antonio Brown Antonio Brown would have um, because I would be getting some of those points back um, to Ben Roethlisberger. Now, because I'm looking at the rest of his lineup, and I don't really think that's going to be too much of an issue. I'm actually not even going to worry about it, and I'm just going to leave Jay Cutler in there and go with a better matchup and not get too into it and just go ahead and play. Sometimes in fantasy we can overthink ourselves. And the bottom yeah. line is, is that, you know, you never know what's going to happen. You could have the best matchup in yeah, the world. Think- like last week, you know, Ben Roethlisberger had a matchup versus, versus the Jaguars, and he scored, you know, 17 points. So, you know, it's not just all about the matchups. It's about, you know, what's happening, the weather plays a role, you know, how the teams are doing plays a role. Um, you know, so there's a lot that goes into it there. Yeah, I think you should just concentrate on, on scoring the most points, Dr. Ray. Forget about forget about all the other tangibles. Um, man, Dr. Ray, I don't know about about my team, brother. Help me out here. With these, uh, I got a bunch of questionables. I got a bunch of outs. Um, Rashad Jennings right. is out. Let's take a look. And you're, playing, and you're playing Bortle Combat, who's in first place right now. Um, and I'm really yeah, I got to knock him off. I'm really liking his team. He's got some really solid players there. Um, but let's see. We got Rivers. Rivers has been playing very well versus the Raiders. He should have a hell of a game. Um, we got Alshon Jeffrey versus 
Alshon Jeffrey versus the Falcons also should have a great game, especially with Brandon Marshall a little bit sidelined right now because of that ankle. Um, Andre Johnson is questionable, and that's a Thursday night game. Um, It's never great to see, um, you know, a questionable sign when there's a Thursday night game because that means it's a short week. Um, He's, you know, considered at this point a low-end wide receiver too based on the Yahoo uh, predictions and those kinds of things. The Colts secondary has been pretty good. You know, Andre Johnson's been getting a lot of targets, but he's only been hauling in, you know, 75%, 80% of those targets. Uh, Let's see here. Yeah. He, yeah, you know, what do you he, think he about for the whole week? So, you know, yeah. we'll see there. You know, if he participates tomorrow, let's see what other lineups you, you know you might be able to put together here. Um, what about Julian of, Edelman? Uh, Julian Edelman versus Buffalo could actually be a pretty good play, depending on the position that he's going to be in. Reason I say that is because the the Bills have some pretty good cover corners but they are a little bit susceptible to those underneath routes. If Julian Edelman can kind of get used a little bit differently, I think they've been lining him up in the X position instead of in the slot. Um, so he's been wide, wide out there, and that would not behoove him uh, versus the Bills because I don't think that he'll be able to, to haul in that many targets there or beat anybody really deep from there. But if they can get some of the other receivers out there, if they can get into that two tight end set, create a little bit of confusion with Tim Wright, and start to get some of those crossing routes down, I think that Edelman can find some success. So it depends on the game plan that, that the uh, you know that the Patriots are going to use. I hate you know relying on Bill Belichick. I'll tell you that for sure. Um, but it could be an option there. Um, I might consider in your case putting in Edelman over Andre Johnson this week um, because of those matchups. And actually, they're they're predicted to get a very similar amount of points. So, uh, you know, that's something that you that you want to take a look at. Now, one guy that you got to get out of there for sure is Rashad Jennings. He's definitely out. He's got that, that knee sprain. Um, you got to get Justin Forsett in there. Unfortunately, you lost two players this week because Monte Ball is also out um, with that injury. Yep. Um, so, you know, a good a good pickup here in your case would be to go, to go out there and get Ronnie Hillman if he hasn't already been picked up. So, you know, Monte Ball's not going to need surgery, but because he is one of your better backs, you want to try to get his backup. Now, is he going to be as productive as Monte Ball? I don't think so because I think they're probably going to not rely on the run game quite as much now that they have Monte Ball out and Ronnie Hillman's not, you know, a, I don't think he's a feature back in the league. Um, but I would, you know, I would try to go out there and let's see, let's check the waivers, Manny. Let's see if we got if we got to get that out there. Um and you know what? There's a few suitable guys out there on the waiver wire list that you may want to consider picking up. Um, if Joyce Bell comes back this week, Reggie Bush is out. That would be a pretty good guy to get in there. Um, also, you know, I'm going to tell you this right now, and I'm going to help you out here. Go and pick up Andre Williams from the Giants because Rashad Jennings being out, that's his backup, um, and that will help you out right there. Andre Williams is going to play the weeks that he's out. Andre Williams was a beast in BC, um, you know, and I definitely expect him to to get some some good run games going and, and to take on a bigger role here. So, Manny, get on that waiver wire and go pick up Andre Williams, and I would put him into your lineup right now. Uh, it's already done, Doctor Ray. I don't know what you're talking about. 
(laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. That's what I like to see. I already picked him up, and he's already on my bench. There we go. There it is. All right, my man. Well, you know, what I wanted to say was, you know, let's let's talk about who are going to be the best. Now, let me ask you one question, Dr. Ray. Phillip Rivers against Oakland or Kaepernick against St. Louis? I would go Rivers versus Oakland all day just because it doesn't seem like Oakland can stop anybody or anything, and they've just been getting embarrassed all up and down. You know, I would just go with uh, with with the hot hand at this point, which is uh, Rivers. Got you. I got Rivers up there. Nice, Dr. Ray. I think I'm going to win this week. I'm going to bring Bordo Battle down. Well, I hope you do because he's sitting in first place pretty pretty right now. Um, he's yeah, been by doing himself. really well. By himself, yeah, he's doing really well. So, you know, it would be nice to have somebody get him out of there. <laughs> <laughs> of course, man. Hey, you know, Dr. Ray, what do you what do you think about Johnny Manziel? You think he's going to start this uh, this year, or is uh, Hoyer playing uh, out of his mind? I don't know that he's playing out of his mind, but I think he's playing well enough to keep the job at this point. You know, he's he's organized a couple nice comeback wins and a couple different things. So, you know, I think he could be pretty good there. But do you think we'll see uh, Johnny Manziel this this year starting? To be honest, I really don't think we are. Um, I think that yeah, man, that my my prediction is not going to come true then. Yeah, because you predicted that he would get injured. <laughs> but he's got to play. He's got to play to get injured. Exactly. Well, maybe he might get injured at one of these uh, one of these after parties that he attends. Uh, on the days off. Yeah, that's true. That could always happen. <laughs> so maybe he'll get injured in practice. I mean, who knows? Um, it's you always a possibility. Know. Always a possibility. I know so many people that are just waiting for him to. They just think he's a not uh, nosed little bratty boy, and they just want to see him get popped in the NFL just once, just to, you know, just to formally welcome him to the NFL. I know I know a lot of fans out there that are that are just dying to see that. Just to formally welcome him. Just, hey, nice to see you. Come on in. Boom. There you go. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the big leagues, hey, Steve. Uh That would be something fun to watch, I think, for sure. Um I mean, I would definitely like to see it. I'm not going to lie, as well, too. I was never a big fan of Manziel's, uh, you know, quite honestly, when he was at Texas A&M. I didn't – you know, I like guys that show that they've been there before. You know, when I hit a home run, I don't show up the pitcher. When I make a great play, I act like I've been there before. When I score a touchdown, I flip the ball to the referee. You know, um, I just – I don't really like – I don't really like the guys that, you know, have to be all flashy and, you know, and so on and so forth. And, like, you know, I feel like, you know, I remember my first rodeo type of thing. You know what I mean? And and that's something that to me is, you know, I don't know. I just, I don't like it that much. I don't like when guys are out there trying to show off so much and, you know, and, 
play the game, man. You're supposed to score touchdowns. You're supposed to hit home runs. You're supposed to do these things, you know. So don't act like you're anything out there special that, you know, nobody else can do. You know, you're definitely one of the best players in the world, but, you know, you got to have respect for the people playing the game, I think, in my opinion. So, you know, I've never been one to like those flashier guys. I kind of like the guys that, you know, put their head down or go to a knee and, you know, thank God or whatever the case is and just run right back to the sideline. Those are the guys, in my opinion, that, that, you know, teammates respect, players respect, you know, and they earn that. And I think that's what's important. You know, it, it should be earned and not given. And so I like to see that from those type, those types of guys. No, yeah, I totally agree, man. I like those players that just, you know, they score a touchdown or they hit a home run, they run around the bases and, you know, get into the dugout and, hey, let's, let's go do it again. Let's uh, – Let's not even celebrate because we're not even done, you know. Let's let's keep doing it. Let's do it again. I like that. I like I like those type of team players. But um, Dr. Ray, one one quick question about my my fantasy football team: Justin Forsett against Tampa Bay or Andre Williams? What do you think about those? I just picked up Andre Williams, but I, I'm looking now at uh, Justin Forsett, man. What do you think about that? You know, that's a matchup that can go either way. Who is uh, Forsett playing against? Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, and Andre Williams is playing against? Uh, Philadelphia. Well, Philadelphia has had one of the better defenses. Tampa Bay has had one of the less better defenses. Um, And Baltimore has really been using Justin Forsett. I'm kind of waiting for the week, though, that Justin Forsett has one of those bad weeks, and they start to involve Bernard Pierce a little bit more and Lorenzo Taliaferro. And I feel like I kind of want to stay away from that Baltimore backfield situation as much as I can. But that being said, Forsett has had really good a really good couple of weeks since he's taken over as a primary carrier. And uh, they're using him in the pass game. You know, they're using him a lot. So since our league is a PPR league, you know, it may work out pretty well. Um, you know, Manny, what I would tell you to do is, is I would say go to go with Justin Forsett um, and see how the, and see how that rolls. That's who I would go with this week based on that matchup. Um, also, based on the fact that he's got a little bit more of a track record than Andre Williams at this point. Right. Um, man, and I'm still. That's pretty much it. I can't do anything about my tight end. I only have one. But Andre Johnson and Keenan Allen over – oh, actually, I'm going to change Julian Edelman for Andre Johnson. Do you think I should keep in Keenan Allen over Riley Cooper? Um, Let me see. Keenan Allen over Riley Cooper. Cooper is playing against – the Giants. Um, I, I think so. I think Keenan Allen is going to have a good week this week. Um, and you got Philip Rivers. I think you want to you want to keep that connection in there. All right, but definitely take out Andre Johnson and put in Edelman. Yeah, I would. All right, I'm going with you, Doctor Ray. Let's see what you get, my man. I, I, you know, I'd like to see you beat Boral Combat, so I'm trying to help you get as best as you can on there. 
I don't know, man. Andre Johnson is projected to uh, score more than Julian Edelman, but Andre Johnson is questionable. And, you know, that's what scares me with the short week, you know, and especially with an ankle. Um, you know, there's a lot of routes that are de- that are dependent upon timing, and having a bad ankle can affect how you come out of your cuts and your breaks, and that's what worries me a little bit, um, especially since, you know, the quarterback situation in, in um, Houston isn't the best. Yeah, he hasn't even practiced, man. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely taking him out. All right, I got my uh, got my starting team up there. Cincinnati over Atlanta on defense, and uh, yeah, we'll see what we do, man. That sounds good. So, you know, now that we've we've been able to kind of talk a little bit about um, everything that's going on. Why don't we talk a little bit about some of the waiver wire pickups for this week so that we can get those listeners out there some help. All right, go right ahead. You know more than I do. All right, so uh, let's take a look first at the wide receiver position. There was a couple guys this week that came out and actually had a couple good games. Um, so there's two wide receivers this week that I – well, let's 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 call it three wide receivers because in one of my leagues, one of these guys was still available. And now this guy is becoming very, very, very dependable, um, and that's Brian Quick from St. Louis. And especially in the PPR league, Brian Quick is one of those guys that you want to get on your team right now if he's still out there on the waivers. The past few weeks, he's been the lead, the team leader in targets, um, especially after Zach Stacy went down, he became a very integral role. Now, Zach Stacy apparently is good to go, um, but I still think that Brian Quick is going to be one of the better and probably the best guy that, that you could probably still find out there on your waiver wire. Um, after that, the next wide receiver that I would go after at this point um, would be one of two guys. You have Odell Beckham Jr., and you also have Justin Hunter from Tennessee. Now, the first game that Odell Beckham Jr. came in and played seemed to impress even the defense. Um, Victor Cruz said that once they put in Odell Beckham Jr., that the defense changed, that they started to change the way that they were defending them because they knew how explosive Odell Beckham Jr. was. So this guy's a rookie. First game he played in, you know, game-winning touchdown. Um, a crazy athletic play. Looks like there's a lot of upside there. In my opinion, he's probably going to end up taking over the wide receiver two role and it's going to help out a lot, and I think it's going to improve Victor Cruz's numbers as well, too, um, with him being there because defenses have to respect the speed that Odell Beckham Jr. has. Um, So that'll be something good to watch, and if he's out there, he's definitely worth a stash, if nothing else. You know, if you've got Kenny Stills on your bench um, who hasn't done anything, get rid of him and replace him with Odell Beckham Jr. Um, The next guy out there that you want to be looking for um, after Odell Beckham Jr., as I mentioned, is Justin Hunter. Now he had a blow up this week. He had a blow up week this week for uh Tennessee. And I think that he's the number one guy there. He's a big tall receiver. You know, he he looks like he's got that big playability. He can get separation, he can run guys over, he can make guys miss. <clears throat> so I like Justin Hunter as well too as another good pickup for the week. Um and one long term for the season. Um there's a couple guys out there that you want to try to pick up if you need some running backs during the bye weeks. Um, that, that are now have starting jobs due to injuries, and then a couple guys that you want to watch that may emerge um, because you never know, does the second guy come in and do a good job or is it going to be the third guy's job? 
<clears throat> so that's something that we want to look at. But in Denver, and remember, this is what I was telling you earlier, Denver's situation now is that Monte Ball is out. Um, the MRI shows that he doesn't need knee surgery, which is a good thing, but you never know with a knee. With the planting and and the, you know the, all the licks that they take back there at the running back position, having a bad knee is never a good thing. So we want to mm. double check and and you know we want to stash now, Ronnie Hillman, uh, for sure because he's the next guy in line. But C.J. Anderson is also there. Now he was a healthy inactive last week, but now that uh, Monte Ball is out, he's definitely going to be there and he may compete for touches. Um, and then you have Jawan Howard who could be the dark horse. Um, who's got a little bit more athletic ability. He's a little bit bigger than Ronnie Hillman, a little bit better of a pass blocker, um, and that may end up fitting a little bit better into the scheme with Peyton Manning there. So it's difficult to say who to go for. Right now the guy looks like Ronnie Hillman, but it's another one of those situations where you just never know how it's going to shake out. It could be Juwan Howard, it could be C.J. Anderson, or it could be Ronnie Hillman. So keep tabs on that backfield in Denver. I'd say the pickup this week is Ronnie Hillman flag those other two guys and see what happens this week uh, when Denver plays. Um, and we'll see what, what goes on there. Now, the other guy that I think is a good pickup uh, for a couple weeks is very Darren Sproles-esque. And if you know what I'm talking about, you know I'm talking about Brandon Oliver from San Diego. Um, and that guy had a monster game last week, undrafted rookie free agent, didn't really impress anybody at the combine or anything like that. But you could just tell that guy's a powerhouse. He's got speed. He's got separation. Um, he's got the moves. He's juke people in the open field. Um, and he seems like he's got a good head on his shoulder, a good football IQ, based on, you know, his position awareness and where he was on the field during the game. Uh, I was able to watch that Chargers game this weekend, and I really liked what I saw out of Brandon Oliver. So if you have the chance to pick him up, you know, now with uh, Donald Brown out with a concussion, could be a couple weeks, although in the NFL you never know how long a concussion will take. Um, and then also you've got Matthews coming back in a couple weeks. So Oliver could be limited in his upside unless he just takes that role and explodes with it, which is a possibility. But just pick him up knowing that it's only probably going to be a couple of week thing that he's going to have that starting job there. Um, so that's why I rank him a little bit lower on the list. But I think he will come in handy this week, especially versus Oakland, who does not have a good defense. Um, well, Dr. Ray, let me – I'm sorry. Let me ask you a question about what's the average um, moves that a, that a fantasy football team does? I see you only have five, but I see here some of, some of the teams. Fisher Law Firm has ten moves uh, already during the season. And, and, by the way, I want to congratulate John Fisher – from Fisher Law Firm, who just got married this past weekend in Virginia. So uh, shout out to John Fisher, our good friend John over at Fisher Law Firm. But he's already made ten moves, man. What, what's what's the average for fantasy football? Well, I'll tell you what. Some moves, uh, for example, I'm in a move, um, and you know what's funny? The guy in first place, he had a real good draft. He's only got one move. Um, so far yeah. in the season, and, and he's in first. So, you know, a lot of times when you see teams make a lot of moves, um, they did not have a great draft, and they're picking up a whole bunch of guys who are outperforming people on the team. Um, but in football, you can also win championships based on the waiver wire. So it's one of those things that, you know, you just kind of have to play what you got. You know, it, it, the amount of moves I don't really think matters. 
Um, I think, it, you know, guys who make tons of moves end up picking people up, not giving them a chance, cutting them, and then, you know, somebody else picks them up and, and then they do well with them. So, you know, I don't think that there's a science to it or anything like that, but I feel like the more moves that you feel you have to make, um, the more that you need to focus on your draft the following year and try to work on improving the situation through your draft. Um, because I think that's always a little bit better than trying to rely on the waiver because you never know if you're going to have the waiver wire priority, if you're going to be able to make the pickup that you want to make up, you know, and all those and all those different types of things. There's so many situations that can deter you from being able to make up the pickups that you need. So, you know, I don't. I wouldn't say that there's an average amount of moves. I'm sure there is, um, but I don't know it, and I don't think that the stat matters quite that much. Um, you know, but what I do notice is usually the guys who have tons of moves just really aren't happy with their drafts. Hey, Dr. Ray, did you see who the uh, the biggest blowout of the week was? Who was that? Who was that this week? Let's take a look. That was uh, LL Cool K versus the bus drivers. LL Cool K beat the bus drivers by fifth. 51 points, 51.5 points. Wow, 50, wow. I'm looking at it now. Ooh, the bus drivers, I'm playing them this week. You know, he he, um, he was talking a lot of smack, if I, if, I, if I remember correctly. You remember that whole smack situation? Yeah, he was, and now uh, he's gone silent. He's down to eighth place. Um, he's not doing so hot anymore. Huh? He's he's uh, on a losing streak. He's lost three straight after starting two and zero. Well, let's see. He um he picked up uh, Brandon Oliver, actually. So he took my advice there. Um, looks like he put in for him on the waivers. Brian Quick, uh, John Fisher picked him up already. Um. We got Andre Williams, who you just picked up, and then that Green Bay defense, that's, that looks like a pretty good pickup right there as well, too. So, hey, yeah, man, They're playing like, Miami. Uh, they're playing Miami this weekend, and I know, uh, I know Tannehill is probably going to throw a couple picks. What do you think, Dr. Ray? I think you're probably right on that one. Tannehill is always good for a couple picks, I think. Um, <laughs> well, Manny, listen, I, I got a question for you. You have now experienced – being three and zero and losing two games in a row. Yes, sir. I know. That, I know this isn't your first time playing fantasy football, but you know, you know, for all intents and purposes, second season, second right, season so, in know, my life. You know, so so for all intents and purposes, you're kind of new at this. How do you feel about you know what's been going on so far, and and you know what's your opinion? And talk to me a little bit about just you know how you feel about fantasy football and and everything that's been going on so far this season with you. Well, let me tell you the truth. Um, I really enjoy it even more because of the radio show. Um, and this this past weekend, I ran into uh, Arencibia Bail Bonds, and he he beat me. When was that? I believe it was last week or the week before. He beat me, and uh, I ran into him at a at a softball tournament, and it was it was just great. And uh, we talked about the radio show that he heard he heard us uh, mentioning him, and he thought it was great. And um, he thought that we're doing like a lot of a lot of uh, 
forward-thinking things like ahead of our time, he he says. Um, but I, re- I really enjoy it. And, and I think the radio show, for me at least, um, makes it even more interesting. But I, I love... Now I'm I'm more in tune with the NFL. I've I've uh I watch NFL live a lot and um I'm into I'm into all the games. Well, not all not all of them, but most the ones that where my players are playing or or where the uh my opposing team if they have any players I want to see and I I want to like scream at the at the TV and curse the TV and and you know, it it, it just gets me Gets me into the games. I, I love it. I love it. And uh, dude, I'm just one win away from from first place. Let me let me tell you. It says there I'm I'm in fourth place, but that's all based on you know points for and points against. But I'm pretty much tied for second place, and I just need to beat Border Battle this. If I beat Border Battle this week then uh, me and him will be for, uh, tied for first place, man. So if you see like that, I don't know, I don't know how, uh, how into it I would be if I wasn't doing so well. But um, you never know. The season is still long. Volcano Princess, she's one and four, but uh, there's still plenty of games left. Yeah, that's very true. You know, that's um, it's, while, while, while it's very true that the season is long, it's also very true that the season is still very short. I mean, we're almost at this point at the halfway point of the regular season. Remember that the the playoffs start in week 15. So, you know, we're about halfway there now to the playoffs, and it's about time to start making that run. Now, the league at this point is still very – everybody is still so close. I mean, the the you know, the first-place team is 4-1. Then there's one, two, three, four, four teams tied at a three and two record, and then four teams tied at a two and three record. So, yeah, you know, there's going to be a couple more weeks, you know, to see what happens with this separation. But, you know, Mortal Kombat's got a pretty good lead. But at this point, it's really anybody's anybody's uh, anybody's league right now at this point. What do you mean a pretty good lead? He's only one game ahead of me. Relax, Dr. Ray. I'm just, I got I to gotta write where I want him, Dr. Ray. Manny, I don't doubt you, my man, but here's what I'm looking at. <laughs> points four. He's got 732. And the next highest point total is the, the Renegade, who's in second place, who has 683. So... You know, while he's been lucky because he also has the least amount of points against him, he does have the most amount of points scored in the league, and that does make a little bit of a difference. And the fact is, he's only made one move up to this point, and he's got a That's really fine, good way to win That's fine, Doctor Ray. Let him. Let, this is all. It's all part of my plan, brother. Let him get relaxed. Let him stay with his draft. Those people are going to get wasted throughout the long football season. They're going to start getting hurt, and then there's not going to be anybody anybody left that's good available, and he's going to go down. Hey, man, that's what I want to hear, because if he's going down, that means I'm moving up. Dr. Ray, you're not doing so hot, brother. You're in seventh place, man. I don't know what's going on with you. You're the resident expert, but you're not doing so hot, brother. 
Well, Manny, you know, don't get don't get so uh, don't get so happy, my man, because you know we're one game we're one game apart right now at this point. I win this week, you lose this week. We're tied. That's true. That's so again, true, the, man. The, the league is very the league is very close right now. You know, so it is a lot of competition and a lot of fun. Um, you know, my favorite part is actually that you mentioned earlier this week's blowout. Um, Tony, who's the owner of the bus drivers who got blown out, is actually the one who invited LL Cool K. So that's his friend that he invited into the league that just spanked him pretty much, 167 and 115. Woohoo! That's a bad one. Nice. So that means that Tony has now lost to both women in the league. Am I not? Am I not correct? You're 100% correct. So. I think next week we're going to have to get Tony on the show and we're going to have to ask Tony about, you know, what he's doing here. Is he letting these women win on purpose so that he can try to get a little friendly with them? Or, you know, what's going on here? Because, you know, he was he was in first place until he started playing women. And now he's, uh, now he's sitting in eighth place right behind me with less points scored in the same amount of record. And uh, three the, losses the, in a row. Does Tony have a girlfriend? Does he know how to talk to women, or does he get nervous around women? Because maybe that's his problem. When he plays, when he goes up against against women, he, uh, you know, he, he he discombobulates, man. What's going on with him? He he lost by fifty one and a half points. What's going on with this, Mister uh, Mister? I'm gonna take everybody to school. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, Tony is he's a good buddy of mine. Um, and I've actually got a couple pretty funny stories um, <laughs> about Tony and women, um, and it's actually been kind of funny, um, a couple things there. But we won't get into that unless Tony wants to get into that on the show next week. But we'll ask him, you know, how he's doing with women, and, and we'll ask him what's going on with that. Um, but I do want to actually talk a little bit about the, you know, the week's biggest blowouts because, you and I are both on there, actually. Uh, you were the second. You had the the second biggest blowout of the year on the second on the second week. Well, not the second biggest, but you actually had the biggest blowout on the second week of the season. Um, nice. So the first week it was Mortal Kombat who beat Volcano Princess by a total of seventy one point eight points. So oh my what God. a way to what a way to kick off the season. He won one eighty to one hundred nine. So that was a great victory for him right there. Um, and then week two, that was you. You beat the Volcano Princess, who actually was on the bottom half for two weeks in a row of the biggest blowout. Uh, you beat her by 46.7 points, 123 to 76. So poor Volcano Princess, week one and two, was 0-2 and, and the victim of the biggest blowout of the week. Uh, week three, she went ahead and flipped the script, and she actually had the highest the biggest blowout of the week, beating Tony and the bus drivers, 138 to 105 by 33.7 points. So that was a pretty close week. So it seemed like everybody uh, was pretty close that week since the biggest blowout was 33 points. Now last week was week four, uh, or the, the previous week before that was week four, and that was actually the largest margin of victory for the whole entire year so far up to this point. It was an 85.3 uh, 85.3 margin of victory, and that was myself beating poor Shelley's fine team, 152.34 to 67.04. So, 
you know, I may not be in first place, but I do have the biggest blowout of the year so far, Manny. So, wow, uh, 85.3 you know, points. Just keep that in mind, my man. So uh, that what? was a pretty good whoop in there. What happened to Shelly's team on that day? Did he did he forget to start some players, or what's going on with that guy? As a matter of fact, he had everybody in the lineup. I actually did not have a defense started that week, um, so it could have been even worse. <laughs> could have been even worse for poor Shelly if I would have had somebody. I had Denver on by that week, and I had already picked up three people. And by the time I realized I didn't have a defense, I was out of moves. So <clears throat> it would have been even worse if I would have put another defense in there. Uh, more oh, than likely. Yeah. So you might have, actually, uh, Shelly might have hit a hundred really points. Uh, yeah. I tell you what, Shelly, Shelly at this, you know, he started he started Derek Carr for Oakland, who got him ten points. That's really bad at the quarterback position. Uh, Deshaun Jackson had one catch for nine yards, so he had one point nine points. Then he had Crabtree, who had nine point three. Uh, his best player on the day was was uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who, who scored him 17.4 points. Um, then he had Reggie Bush, who got him 10. McFadden, who got him 11. Antonio Gates, who got him a very underwhelming six points. Janikowski got him only two points. And then, of course, New England defense got whooped by Kansas City that week, and they got him negative two points. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was it was projected to be 115.5 to 106.2. But it ended up turning into 152.3 to 67.4, and that was without me starting even the defense. So, um, you know, I, I decided to show a little bit of mercy right there on uh, on, on Shelley and, and, you know, not, not yeah. start a defense first him. Uh, it looked like he had a really a lot of bye week guys in there, and I think that was the big thing for Shelley. Uh, you know, starting Derek Carr, that's unfortunate. So, you know, that that's what it was. But... Let's see, this past week, boy, Tony, oof, man, he, oof, he just had a bad one. He, You know, I don't know what he was doing starting Nile Davis last week but when Jamal Charles came back. He might have left him in there by accident and not known since I believe that that was – actually, no, that was a Sunday afternoon game. I was going to say that. It could have been the Thursday game, but it wasn't. But um, Matt Stafford had a very underwhelming week and only got him 13 points. Uh, Vincent Jackson had an excellent game for him with eight catches and 144 yards and scored him 24. But uh, and, and Gronkowski also had a great game for him too and got him 24 with 100, 100 yards and a touch. Um, his defense actually got him 11 points, but his running backs killed him. He had Ahmad Bradshaw who only got him 10, and he got uh, Nile Davis who only got him .6. He only had six rush yards on the whole day. And that was going up against Pierre Thomas who had 31 points, Arian Foster, who had 33 points. Kendall Wright, who had 27 points. Aaron Rodgers, who had 24 points. So, without a doubt, he was going to be getting blown up that week, and he lost pretty badly, 167 to 115 last week. So, next week we're going to get Tony on the show. Uh, Since he doesn't have class now on Wednesdays, we should be all right to get him on. But I can't wait to see what Tony says about losing to these women and hopefully he can tell us some stories about uh, you know how he's been doing with women. Tony just Tony just uh, started college. Uh, he's on his own for the first time, um, so I'm sure he's starting to have some fun. Um, so I'm interested to see actually you know how he's been doing with the women. We're gonna have to talk to him about that a little bit uh, next week on the show. What do you think, man? Oh man, that'd be very interesting, man. And we we could do some uh, maybe give him some tips or some pointers, man. I know. Uh, well, I'm married, so uh, 
I pretty much know how to, you know, fish them and fry them. And I know you have a girlfriend, so you you you're doing fine for yourself. So we gotta we gotta give uh, Tony some uh, some pointers when it comes to these women, and so he doesn't buckle under pressure when he uh, comes up to them. Yes, sir. I think you're right. I think it's just what we're gonna have to go ahead and get it done. Uh, we're gonna have to help Tony out. We're gonna have to make this a show that uh, you know is not only not only about fantasy and health, but also maybe a little bit of uh, a little bit of love advice. Uh, we'll see what happens. Maybe we'll get Tony, uh, Tony, some women over there at college. Uh, actually, Tony was talking about coming down to Miami for a little for a little bit of time. Uh, I know he's he's happy right now because he's a Chiefs fan and a Kansas City Royals fan. And uh, actually, Manny, I want to take the time that we have left and talk a little bit about the uh, baseball playoffs right now because there's been some awesome stuff happening um, in in the uh, real baseball. And in the in the MLB playoffs right now at this point, and you know I, I want to get your opinion on a little bit of it, and uh, and you know just talk a little bit about what's happening now with everything. Uh, would you venture to say that you could have put a million dollars down on the line and got it completely wrong uh, that you were going to be seeing Kansas City sweep, and you were going to see the Angels and the Tigers both get swept? I mean, who would have thought Baltimore and Kansas City would be playing each other in, in the American League Championship Series? Oh no, definitely not me. You know, I'm a I'm a diehard Yankees fan. But listen to me, Doctor Ray. I I think um, I'm very disappointed. Not in the playoffs, man. Because baseball, you know, baseball is baseball. Anything can happen in baseball. Um, Look, look! Look at what happened to Kershaw last night, man. The best, one of the best players in in the game right now, and uh, just one or two bad pitches, and and he loses the game, and they're out of the playoffs. But what I'm a little bit disappointed in baseball, Major League Baseball, man, is is that you you for the regular fan, um, it's very difficult to find um, the playoffs. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but the NFL, their playoffs, they would never, they would never play their playoffs. Number one on cable, where it's very limited to just people that have cable or or dish or satellite. They play it usually on on uh, national networks. You know, like uh, Fox or or NBC or something like that, where everybody. Uh, that pretty much has a TV could tune in and watch the NFL playoffs, and I think that's hurting Major League Baseball, and it's hurting their growth, man. Um, you know, they say, yeah, you can see it for free on the on a on a mobile app, but baseball has one of the oldest demographic, if not the oldest demographic in uh, in all of sports, and you're not going to tell an old sixty-something-year-old guy that. He's got to download some app on his iPad so that he can watch uh, watch the playoffs. Um, you know, he's, he just wants to turn on his TV and watch it there on, on, on regular old free TV. Um, I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm wrong, but these, these contracts that they got with Fox Sports 1 and, and uh, the Major League Baseball Network, that that's where they show their playoffs at, 
I mean, I think it's hurting them. Not only that, but these, uh, like Kansas City, if Kansas City makes it all the way to the World Series, I don't think a lot of people are going to be interested in watching the World Series. Kansas City is a very small market um, team, man. Um, So I don't know, man. I, I I don't see the future bright for Major League Baseball. Yeah, um, you know, I agree with you there. And I heard this commentary as well, too, and, and i got to say that I agree with it 100%. Um, you know what I mean? It's a big problem that, you know, and I have the same problem. I'm like, okay, is it on Fox? Is it on Fox Sports 1? Is it on Fox Sports 2? Is it on TBS? Is it on ESPN? You know, what, what channel is the, are the no, games not, on? And it's, you know, not it's, only it's that, but issue. at what at what time is it? Sometimes it's at two o'clock in the afternoon. Who, who can watch that? You know, in the middle of the week at two o'clock in the afternoon. You know, most almost everybody I know is working at that time, man. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I I, I don't know what the uh, I I really don't know what the reasoning is behind it. Um, but I definitely think that. You know, hopefully this this transmission will get out. Hopefully some people will hear it, but whatever's happening right now, it's got to stop. I mean, it's just, it's so bad. Like you said, you know, I get home for lunch and all of a sudden I look and there's a final already. Or, you know, I get home at the end of the day, there's a final. And I'm like, oh, man, I would have loved to watch that game. Um, just don't get the opportunity. You know, that I'm not seeing the, you know, I'm not seeing anything about, you know, the, the games being, uh you know, televised, I'm not seeing any, you know, it's just I'm not seeing the things that I normally see, and I just, I, I think they've really dropped the ball this year. I hope they get a little bit better with the uh, with with the, the championship series and also with the World Series, um, you know, but I, I don't really know what's been going on right now, but it just not has been going very well, um, unfortunately, and it's it's kind of a big problem. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, hopefully they'll Hopefully they'll pick it up and they'll start to work. Um, and, we'll, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm disappointed with it, just like you. i got to tell you. Um, like I said, I can't find the games. I can't, you know, I mean, it's, it's impossible at this point. But the games themselves have been very, very good. And i got to tell you, my boy San Fran are looking real, real good. Um, San Fran has won 11 of their past 12 uh, playoff games, and they look like they could be having the magic this year. Um Madison Bumgarner is pitching great. Vogelsong always pitches well in the off in the uh in the postseason. Uh the bullpen has been spectacular. Yusmero Petit has been great. Uh Santiago Casilla has been great. Uh Strickland has been great except for the bombs that he's been giving up to uh 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 Bryce Harper. Which also, you know, is one thing that I wanted to talk about when we were saying earlier about those guys that, you know, get out there and they uh you know, they, they basically just try to show people up. You know, Bryce Harper went ahead and hit those bombs off of Strickland first game two and then game four. And, you know, he just showed him up around the whole base path, was yelling at him from the dugout, all that kind of stuff. And then he lost the game. So, you know, to me, <clears throat> what's the point? I know that you've got everything all fired up and, you know, you're ready to go, but you got to control your emotions. I mean, you're, you know, you're a major league baseball player. You can read lip read and see that he's cursing the guy out. And, you know, I don't agree with that. There's tons of kids watching the game and everybody wants to be Bryce Harper. So now everybody's going to be out there cussing people out on the baseball fields. 
I think you got to have a little bit more self-control. So, you know, we'll see what goes on with that. But um, I know that we're running on, we're running out of time here. We're getting to the end of the show. I wish we'd keep going. We've just got so much to talk about, like I said earlier. But, you know, next week I want to get a couple guests on the show. We'll see if we can get some of the guys from the league on, and we'll talk a little bit more fantasy football. And anything that you guys want to talk about out there, go ahead and let us know. Again, you can reach us, 786-353-HEAL-353-HEAL.com. Um, you got the options. You can reach us out. Manny, thanks for joining me. Everybody out there, have no a great problem, night. Dr. Ray. This week on the Hot Corner. drives me crazy. Excuse me, I'm the Sprinter and from Sprint, try my new iPhone XR with an amazing liquid retina display. This is amazing. Mind if I snap a few photos? Look at that color. I love this display. I, uh, I'm gonna need that back. Switch to Sprint and get iPhone XR 64 gigabytes for $0 per month with an eligible trade-in and a Sprint Flex lease. Visit a Sprint store, sprint.com slash iPhone, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1. Phone $0 per month for 18 months after thirty-one twenty-five per month credit applied within two bills. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. Excludes tax subject to credit. $30 activation fee. Coverage and offer not everywhere. Restrictions apply. Alexa, play Imagine Dragons. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.